Welcome to the Business Leadership Series, where we engage with leaders who are making an impact on their worlds and who want to share their knowledge and experience for your personal and professional growth. The following interview is designed to inspire you to become the best leader you can be. Your host, Derek Champagne, is the founder and CEO of The Artist Evolution, a full-service agency building successful brands, marketing tools, and campaigns, and also the author of the best-selling book, Don't Buy a Duck. And now, let's begin today's Leadership Series interview. Welcome to the Business Leadership Series, where our goal is to inspire you to become the best leader that you can be. I'm your host, Derek Champagne. Our guest today is Jen Grisanti. She is uh, out of Los Angeles, and she's an international speaker with an acclaimed story career uh, as a consultant at Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc. She's a writing instructor for Writers on the Verge at NBC, a former studio executive, a blogger for the Huffington Post, and then author of Storyline, Finding Gold in Your Life Story. TV writing toolkit, how to write a script that sells, and then change your story, change your life. Jen, thanks for being our guest today. Oh, thank you. So Jen, I would love to hear a little bit about, you've got a a very interesting background. You started your career as an assistant to Aaron Spelling, who I think most of our listeners will be familiar with, and uh, he served as your mentor for 12 years. Tell me a little bit about your background and then how you got to where you are today. Okay. Well, I, as you mentioned, I, well, I went to USC and I studied communications and cinema. And then I was blessed uh, to get placed uh, as an assistant in uh, Aaron Spelling's office uh, when I first started my career. And I then um, was fortunate uh, enough that Aaron became my mentor for the next 12 years. And I identified a a void in his office and that nobody was reading scripts there. And I quickly picked up on that void and recognized that if I started reading all the scripts of our current shows, that I'd be able to answer some of his questions. And this is the inner office. We had development who obviously was definitely reading scripts, but it, it was that uh, moment of of identifying a void that led to me eventually running current programming at Spelling Television uh, and started my 12-year pursuit uh, in the direction of being a studio executive. Wow. And you were covering Spelling shows, including Beverly Hills, 90210, Merrill's Place, Charmed, shows that we're all familiar with. Yes. And then tell me about what happened with you next. So I was at Spelling for 12 and a half years, and I covered the shows that you mentioned. It was the original 90210 and the original Mm -hmm. Melrose Place. Uh, So it's funny. I know that there have been two two shows that are since then. Uh, So I, uh, from there, I went to CBS Paramount, where I was the VP of Current Programming, Uh, and covered the shows, including Numbers, NCIS, uh, Medium, The 4400, and Girlfriends. So tell me, what led you to go ahead and start your own agency? Well, and this is what I always tell my business people, it's always looking at what is the trigger incident uh, that pushes you into a dilemma and then leads you into your pursuit of starting your own company. Hmm. And my my trigger, excuse me, my trigger (laughs) incident was when on the heels of 
a conversation with the wrong person on the wrong day at work. Uh, and I had five shows coming back. I uh, made a choice in, in making that choice, recognized that it could end my career. And uh, I made it. And weeks later, I was told that my contract wasn't getting picked up. And, and of course, you know, and, and who's to say what all went into it. And I think since then, I've done, you know, my book, Change Your Story, Change Your Life is really kind of looking at that life moment and looking at when something devastating happens to you, how you have to look at all sides of the equation and understand your own uh, responsibility within what happened. And so I had the situation which ended up being a great nudge from the universe that I needed because I wouldn't have taken if this didn't happen because security was such a big thing uh, for me. And I, because my contract had several more months on it, I was paid out, which uh, allowed me to open my own company. Hmm. So it really was also the recognition that my boss before me, who had been with the company for 21 years and who had hired me, was let go the year before. So when that happened, I recognized that, all right, it's time. You have to start thinking about what is next. And granted, I could have continued to climb the corporate ladder in the studio executive world. I knew that eventually I'd have to start my own company. So I thought, why not start it now hmm. when my voice is really strong because of what happened and the support of the community is really strong. So that's what happened. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a, I love that you wrote a book about it. We'll get into the content of that more in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I like to ask guests often about the valleys that they had, because for me in my own personal life and for a lot of those that are listening, the valleys that we have in our life are part of our success story because we, we needed to, to go through that in order to come out on the other side and create something bigger and better and more fulfilling and more meaningful. So I love that you documented it in an entire book and then some. So in your agency is very successful. You've, I'm reading on your bio here, you've had, I think it's higher now, but close to a thousand writers specializing in television features and novels. And then you've mentored let me see, 67 of your clients have staffed as writers on television shows, and then 34 have sold pilots, five pilots gone to series. You've Absolutely. had some great influence. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that, Derek. Yeah, it's been uh, a really, really good run. Yes. Um, and, and the numbers like increased by the day. I'm actually, I've worked with 800 people at this point and I've mm. had 40 clients sell pilots. Wow. So it is something that is growing and evolving. And as you mentioned, it all starts with your story. My story is what created the success of my company. So it, it is recognizing that when we go through hills and valleys, that the valleys are, are, are falls, um, are what connect us with our audience. So when we are authentic and genuine, and share with others what we have gone through, it connects us. Hmm. And that's what builds business. Right. So let's get into that a little bit more. Let's talk about, I know some of the things you speak about, how to tell your story to ensure results. 
Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I One thing I've noticed, and I've gone to a lot of um, big business uh, seminars and conferences, and for me, the biggest thing I noticed, certainly in the entertainment world, I know that we're accustomed to using our personal story, and it's very much a part of a lot of what we do, whereas in business, I think people are a little bit more timid about the cross between personal and professional, and I and I'm seeing uh, more and more huge business gurus starting to recognize that their personal story is what propels them and connects them with their audience. (laughs) You know, I've been in conferences where a speaker will only talk about their credentials and it alienates the audience because the audience doesn't know what it is to be just on that narrow path. What they do know is that when you talk about things like divorce and betrayal and losing a job, then your audience connects with you because you are them, they are you, and you're not talking above them, you're talking with them. Right. So tell me how you've seen some transformation. Have you, with some clients that you've worked with in the business category or those that have read your materials, how they've been able to open up and see uh, see the effectiveness of that approach? I have seen tremendous results. I have recognized that when, the more and more I work with business professionals, the more and more I recognize that everything that I teach with uh, connecting your your personal dilemma to your professional pursuit and being open with what your personal story is, the more I see results, uh, people hit desired results with their business because suddenly it's almost like you're you're adding a level of humanity and that's what people want. And a very big part of business is, is our ability to build trust in a short amount of time. And when you share your personal story and they identify with your life themes, then you are building trust. Right, that's great. So tell me a little bit about adding friction to your truth in your writing. So when you add fiction to your truth, uh, say for example, I had a logline for your life, which is an exercise that I do with my Uh, seminars, which is an icebreaker as a way to help people share their story in a short and succinct way that frames their story and that suddenly people recognize that they have so much in common with people in the room. And you can do a logline for your life that is all about identifying an actual event or situation in your life, or you can add fiction to it but we know that underneath the fiction there's a truth. Um, one of the first log lines that I did uh, that was a log line for your life is when a newly married bride obsessed with fairy tales falls through a rabbit hole. She wakes up and finds herself president of Cheated on Anonymous. Hmm. And it, it, the, the purpose for the fiction is just to be able to have fun with what happens in your life and to be able to take maybe some more serious moments and add humor to them 
or to be a, there are a lot of people that don't quite want to go deep into what has happened to them in their life. And when you add fiction to it, it adds a levity. Um, Yet we know that there's an emotional truth underneath it, which connects us. So you've you've got a personal experience with this, and, and that's that's very personal to you that you developed these from. I yes. Mean, t- tell me a little bit more about how you got through the valley. You had a, a long term relationship, and then the job yes. changing at that time. Tell me a little bit about that time in your life. Yes, I have. I always tell people I had two pivotal life moments, and they say we had three to four hmm. in our lifetime. That really, these are moments when. Uh, something happens to us, it turns our world upside down, and reality as we knew it shifts. Mm. So we have to regain our balance and bring, you know, our story back in place. And for me, the two moments were a long relationship that ended in a short marriage and represented the death of the fairy tale, and a job that ended after 15 years with two sister companies when I was in mid pursuit to what I thought was my desired outcome of running a studio. That's interesting. So what you thought was your desired outcome. Tell me a little bit about that. That's yeah. And those mo those two moments sold my books. So that's why I'm all about, and I've been a blogger for the Huffington post for the last seven years and everything I write about and everything that comes through me really stems very much from what I learned on the journey to bringing my story back in balance from both situations. And, and my pursuit, um, I really thought that I was, I was being groomed to run a studio. I think I really thought that that was everything that I want. And the irony that took place was when the nudge happened to me and when I lost my job, I began to see, I was initially going to call my book, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, uh, Turning Your Plan B into Your Plan A. And Hmm. researching that, I recognized that early on in my career, when I was a junior level executive, I had gone to a book signing of a woman who was very seasoned and established in what I'm doing right now. And I said to her, I said, I want to do what you do. And she said to me, well, you can't do what I do until you have like 20 years experience. And I remember like in the moment being crushed and not fully understanding what she meant, but now have a complete and full understanding of what she meant. And in, in looking back at that moment, I recognize that I'm actually ironically doing my plan a right now in that I'm an author and I'm an international speaker and I'm doing what I had wanted from the beginning. I just didn't realize it. Wow. That's really powerful. We, we have these, these interns and these graduating students that come through our, that work at our agency. I see them sometimes have the weight of the world at 21, 22 years old to, to know how, it, how the, their story is going to end and to, to know everything they're going to be doing. And, and uh, for me, doing several different things, and I think 30 is when I really found my calling and went on a, kind of a similar journey. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I tell them not to, not to put all the weight on themselves at that, that age and give themselves some time to, to, to find out what that passion and some of those that sweet spot for their life is going to be 
any advice that you have for someone that's in that mode of life right now? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that if I were to give uh, the young generation advice, like first starting out, I would say, don't be afraid to fail. Recognize that every time you fail, you're actually moving forward because you're getting information about what doesn't work. That's powerful. Thank you. So tell me about being an active hero in your own story. What I recognized in the strongest stories being told out there is that the strongest story involve an active hero who rather than falling victim to the trigger or inciting incident, he or she um, identifies a clear goal as a result of being pushed into a dilemma from the fall. And in identifying a clear goal, despite having to go through obstacles, escalating obstacles, and in all his last moment, they always achieve the goal. So hmm. I recognized if we could really learn to apply that same, same story concept that happens in fiction to our lives, then we could become the active hero in our own lives and not fall victim to uh, our faults. Wow. I've never heard it framed quite like that. That's really cool. Thank you. I like that a lot. So tell me about being the author of your own life. Well, I recognized, I read a book um, right before I was going to first write Turning Your Plan B into Your Plan A, and then that became Change Your Story, Change Your Life. I read a book by Donald Miller called uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And in this book, Donald talked about, he had written a first book about what it was to grow up fatherless. And it was a huge success. And then Hollywood came running and and wanted to do a movie with him and he recognized that his life wasn't the type of life he wanted to be living to be reflecting on for a Hollywood movie so in uh, his book he set out to create more of the life that he wanted to be living and and from that from seeing what he did in his own life, I suddenly got the idea of what if, since I'm, I've studied and, and utilized story tools for 17 years at that point, what if I were to take those story tools and teach readers how to apply it to their own lives so that they could create the type of stories that they wanted their lives to reflect and be the author of their life. So tell me if there's somebody right now that's not operating where they want to be or they're not as satisfied as they want to be in their career. And What, what advice would you have for somebody that's just day in, day out, is just not living at their, their fullest potential and doesn't have that complete satisfaction with what they're doing? I think the biggest thing to focus on, and I think so many of us are unclear, certainly in the beginning, is to ask ourselves the question, what do I want? And to think about that on an external level and on an internal level. And I think that if we recognize, I think the biggest thing someone told me when I was going through my divorce and healing 
was you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I think that brought so much peace to my being and, and the recognition that I'm living in my own story and my choices can lead to desired outcomes if I have focus. And it's when I didn't have clear focus that I was more reacting to things and not actively pursuing things. And when I made the, the change in the recognition into if I clarify my goals and I create action steps and I recognize that I'm going to hit obstacles, then I can make them happen. And I can definitely say, you know, Tony Robbins and his whole tape set early on in my career was a huge influence. Mm -hmm. And w the power of creating focus and goals at an early age and being clear on what you want. I like that. So are you saying that even in the moment of pain or, or when you're going through those painful times, when you were told it's you're where you're supposed to be, that's where you're supposed to be in your story as long as you... And that's okay and find some comfort in that knowing that you're the active hero and that you are still being the author of, of the direction that you want to go. Yes. I, I think as soon as you recognize that you are the author and you have the power to create the life that you want to be living, and as soon as you connect with whatever faith that you have, you know, be it Buddha, be it God, be it a higher power, be it just blind faith. Um, it's really connecting with uh, you are part of this story arc that is happening in your life and and you choose how you react to it and how you drive it forward. So when you recognize that you have the power to be the author of your life and the creator of your story, then you can uh, then you can drive your story in the direction it's supposed to go. And this helps you find peace in the re recognition that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Good. So tell me, are there some tangible footholds that you can share with us, though, as you as you're being the hero and you're and you're and you are being the author? What do you turn to? I mean, yes, a higher power or a source of faith. But are there other things such as mentors or where, where else can you go also to to find some footholds to grab onto to pull yourself to that next point that you want to be at? Well, I'm a voracious reader. So like if you had a visual, you would see a million books behind me. So. Hmm. I um, I read like a mad person and I absorb and I go to conferences and I do yoga and I do spinning and I write and I meditate. So I definitely recognize like when, when we're entrepreneurs and we're sharing so much energy in our pursuit, it is so important that we take action that brings energy back into us. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, it's, we have a consultant friend that talks about your report card. And if you got all A's in one category and not another, your parents are going to say, well, that's great about the A, but what about these D's and F's and health and personal relationships and the other things? So yeah, we, we can't exercise just the muscle of entrepreneurship or we become uh, lopsided. <laughs> yep. You're totally so, right. That's good advice though, because we do get very focused as entrepreneurs and very tunnel vision in accomplishing objectives. 
Yes, we do. And it becomes so much about other people's needs, which I think is beautiful and wonderful. And you're serving the greater good. But unless you're putting energy back in, then you won't have the fuel that you need to ignite the possibility in others. Hmm. That's good. So, so how do you measure success? What does that look like for you? I measure success by freedom, probably at this point in my life. I measure success by freedom and value given because the more that I go into being an entrepreneur and the more that I build my business and have a variety of different platforms, the more that I recognize that um, that there, there's no one saying no, number one, which is ultimate freedom. Hmm. And anything that I want to do, I can do. I just have to make it happen. And I think when you recognize value, that all comes down to uh, is a service you're providing giving your clients desired results? And everything that I look at uh, that defines success for me at this point in my life is is bringing that value to my clients. Hmm. So how do you maintain focus? I'm very disciplined. I'm, I go to bed at 9.30 and I usually get up between 4 and 4.30 a.m. So it, uh, I'm very, you know, it's, it's funny because in fiction we always talk about the character who is obsessed with their work, but a mess in their personal life. And I'm, I'm at a really great life point because, because of the emotional work that I did earlier in my life, I would say earlier in my life, I did reflect that, like my work was my haven. That was what made sense to me in my personal or my emotional life was a little bit more chaotic and now because of the emotional work that I did in understanding that polarity I I have now met the love of my life two years ago and uh, and were in very similar life places so I, I think that it really is I think more than anything is it's Again, it's really simply understanding the phrase. We are exactly where we're supposed to be. So I think if if the the younger audience is in a place of chaos right now and not really having clear focus, it's recognizing that that's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to embrace the chaos and recognize that as you succeed and fail, you find answers. And as you find answers, your focus clarifies. And as your focus clarifies, then you become more disciplined because you understand what you want. So what are you most passionate about? Mm, I'm passionate about life. I'm definitely, I'm very, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I love getting up every day and uh, I love what I do for a living. I love uh, knowing that story, um, be it my personal story in my own life, as well as story that I work with in fiction uh, and in nonfiction with my clients, that that uh, I found my calling. I found my purpose. 
I found what I know that I'm meant to do and, and that fulfills me. Hmm. Great. So before I let you go, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your other book, The Storyline, Finding yeah. Gold in Your Life Story. Tell me some highlights from that book. So Storyline, well, Storyline was my first book. So that was, uh, it was my first published book. And then Change Your Story, Change Your Life was my second published book. Uh, TV Writing Toolkit was an ebook that I put on Amazon that, mm-hmm. that was self-published. And Storyline... Uh, finding gold in your life story. So that was that is really about um, it's for screenwriters as well as entrepreneurs. I mean, I would say both books, even though Change Your Story, Change Your Life is more motivational and uh, helping people create the type of life life they want to be living by utilizing story tools. Um, Storyline is how to add fiction to your truth. So in storyline, you're learning how to draw from your well and build your well. So you're learning how to identify your trigger moments in your life, your dilemmas in your life, your choices made in your life, and and really what is underneath all of that. Like what, because of what has happened to you in your life, how does that uh, shape your message and give you something to say. So, um, so in storyline, I directly break down uh, TV shows and movies as a way to show the screenwriter how, um, when they utilize their emotional truth and add fiction to it, they connect with their audience. So, any other final entrepreneurial advice you'd like to give to our listeners today? You know, it's interesting because the younger generation is is certainly coming out, and I've seen many, many people do it and do it successfully. They are coming out with um, starting as an entrepreneur from the beginning. Right. And we're in a new generation where that is happening, and I applaud that. Like, I, I recognize that for me, my path was 17 years in the corporate world hmm. so that I could build my foundation and uh, have credibility in what I am teaching. Whereas I think the younger generation are going, I don't want to go through 17 years of <laughs> right. shepherding somebody else's vision. I want to start my vision from the start. So I, I encourage that I embrace that. And I think the, the sooner you can find your voice and you can operate from a place of emotional truth and you can believe in the destiny that you are creating, the better. I, I love, yeah, that's, I love that. I talked to a college kid just an hour ago who invented a product and then went on Shark Tank and then it's while still in college <laughs> and it wow. sold a million dollars the month after it aired on Shark Tank and it's in, it's, I saw it in Bed Bath and Beyond and he's oh, like, you know, you God. just go for it. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and he's still in school. He was, he was taking a break from class and doing the interview and I just said, man, you had a lot shorter journey than I did <laughs> as oh, an entrepreneur God. over the last 20 years. So <laughs> that is amazing. But I love it. And they 
utilize Kickstart and learning from their mentors? And, and that is one final question I do have for you, though, is tell me how, and they, and they applied, a, he gave a lot of credit to mentorship and saying, I had people around me that when I made mistakes, I could go and ask them. And then this kid even offered and said, hey, I'll, let me share my email. And if anyone has similar issues or is developing a similar product, I'd love to tell them what we did and where we learned from mistakes. So tell me, tell me about mentorship. Tell me what a difference mentorship has made for you. Well, I, you know, I definitely think we're mentors with every client relationship we have. Um, I think we're mentors with our message that we put out in our books and in our content and in our blogs. Hmm. I think it like when you come from a nurturing perspective in a recognition that, you know, when we look at the life process, when you go back to the caveman day who wrote their stories up on the wall, it's really the recognition that, that we succeed and we fail and we pass forward our message and what we learned from it. And, and I definitely feel as the mentors in my life that have empowered me, I mean, Aaron Spelling was by far at the top of the list is someone who believed in me and who believed in my ability to give development notes, which became everything that I built my business around. And it was simply because it was like an angel from above, you know, saying, this is your strength and, and go a direction, uh, that supports your strength. And I, I think I try to instill in others to follow that same path, to recognize it's okay to have weaknesses and we're not going to have strengths in every area. But if we could build a business and a path around our strength and if we could believe that as a result of our voice and our message that we can elevate and lift others who are, who are trying to identify the same path, then we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Excellent. Jen, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate your unique approach to telling a story and to having comfort and understanding in the moments of hardship or in the valleys of life when you're at a crossroads. I think that's really powerful to recognize that. And it's really hard to do sometimes when you're in that valley to just to see what opportunity is on the other side. It's Um, true. You're right. Thank you so much. And tell tell me where we can learn about your books and learn more about you. Oh, absolutely. On my website is jengrisanti.com. My email is jen at jengrisanti.com. So I keep it simple. And uh, yeah, I would absolutely would love to hear from you. And your books are on Amazon and Barnes and Noble? Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, they're in my my publisher has them at 25% off, I believe. It's my Wheezy Productions. Okay. So, um, yes. Excellent. So that's Changing Your Story, Change Your Life is the newer book you have, and then also Finding Gold in Your Life Story. And yeah, for those, it, for TV Writing Toolkit is is uh, How to Write a Script That Sells. Right. Jen, thanks again for being our guest. I look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you and seeing the great things that you're doing. And, and best of luck to you as you continue your journey. All right. Thank you, Derek, and congrats. And I love your message. And thank you for doing this. Thank you, Jen. You've been listening to the Business Leadership Series, where we engage with leaders who are making an impact on their worlds and who want to share their knowledge and experience for your personal and professional growth. This interview was designed to inspire you to become the best leader you can be. 
Take a five-minute complimentary marketing assessment for your business. Whether you're a startup or an established brand looking for more quality customers for your business, this confidential assessment will help you identify the next logical steps for appropriate marketing tools, strategy, and development for making sure your branding and marketing campaign is a success. Visit AssessMyMarketing.com today. That's AssessMyMarketing.com.